Welcome back in to the Irish NFL show, folks. Uh, live from the Aviva Stadium, Dublin. We are uh, a few hours out now from uh, Northwestern playing Nebraska in the Erlingus College Football Classic. And one guy that I've had the pleasure of meeting over the last few days, and met him on Thursday at the training practice, is a guy from Husker Online and a very influential reporter in Nebraska, uh, Sean Callahan. Sean, it's uh, honestly it's a pleasure to welcome you on, and thank you for taking the time on the morning of the game to actually come up to the stadium and chat to us. It really, really means a lot. Oh, no, this is a I'm, – I'm having so much fun here. And when you asked me, I was honored. So I appreciate you guys having me on. How have you uh, enjoyed the experience this week? Because I know I was sitting at I – I sort of said this the other day. I was sitting at the house the other day. I was seeing you and a few of the lads were having some pints. It was at Buskers, which is now Huskers Bar. Um, you, you seemed up around Ireland, but I know you were also here last year. Was, was that your first time uh, in, in Ireland before? Yeah, so I, I kind of began uh, working with the organizers of the game in December. Um, we had a marketing agreement to kind of market and promote the trip. Um, so I came out here in December uh, with Brendan Meehan, Rachel Stoops, Porco Kane, and, you know, really got a sense of what was going on. And they wanted me to go back and tell Nebraska fans everything to do. So like, I, you know, I have such a, a, a following that I, I talk to, I go, I do 50 public speaking events a year um, to Nebraska fans on top of my shows and radio. So they, they wanted somebody that could kind of spread the word uh, to Nebraska fans and because uh, there's there's 12,000 Nebraska fans probably here right now and um, you know we took over uh, the Temple Bar last night and and that's not uncommon I mean when we play Northwestern in Chicago they'll get 25,000 Nebraska fans in Chicago for that game um, you know when we've played in Oregon which is really far from Nebraska um, we we draw we, we took over 20,000 fans to Oregon we've taken over 20,000 fans to Washington um, so it's you know 12,000 here is a really good number and, and that's why Nebraska is playing in this football game yeah we've seen the the sea of red the images all over uh, social media and uh, we're expecting it to be loud in here today so it was a season an off season of change a little bit new QB transfer um, in and, and new OC what are you expecting from this Nebraska offense yeah it's going to look a lot different in some respects um, so you have 10 full-time assistant coaches on a staff. Nebraska replaced five of their 10 over the offseason. Four of their five offensive coaches, the only coach that returned is the tight ends coach. Then um, the other four knew, and then they um, shuffled around their defensive staff and and made somebody a special teams coordinator. So that was the that's that's the summary of the moves they made. But the biggest thing is, is Mark Whipple. So Scott Frost, since, I mean, he was a boy, either his mom and dad, they were coaches, they called the plays, he's called the plays as a coach or his family his whole time. This is the first time really in his football career for the most part where he's, as a coach especially, where he's not been the play caller. And he's not going to have a headset. I mean, he'll have a headset on, but Mark Whipple will operate and call this offense. So, you know, that's what everyone's going to be watching closely because, you know, it's, it's really difficult when you're used to like pushing all the buttons, having that play sheet and calling those plays. Um, he won't have to do that. But the hope is he'll focus more on the game itself and, and, and be up to date on the details of things going on in the game, because that was the problem with Nebraska. It's not necessarily been a talent issue. It's been the details. I mean, Nebraska lost the game to Michigan State last year. Michigan State did not have a first down in the whole second half. <sighs> And they lost the game because a punter shanked a, a, a rugby punter, rolled out right to punt it right, and the ball went left. And Michigan State says, we're going to put two punt returners back there. And kind of like the safety guy caught it, and there was no return coverage 
to cover that guy and he just got a clear path <laughs> touchdown and i mean they, they they found a way to lose almost every game and special teams was a big part of it last year um you know they, they had michigan beat it was a tie game in the fourth quarter in the final minutes of the game and nebraska gets a first down third and five quarterbacks running gets the first down and he still keeps running you guys know who aiden hutchinson is right yeah mm-hmm. aiden hutchinson comes in and just shoots at adrian martinez's leg um the play should have been dead and he fumbled it on that play and then they lost the game to michigan on that fumble i mean so they that's how close they were michigan won the big 10 last year michigan played in the college football playoff and nebraska was a, a moment away from beating michigan sean you, you touch on i suppose the offense and the change you expect this season um Realistically, what do you feel is a, a satisfactory season with this team? Bearing in mind they were three and nine last year, you look at the schedule. I wouldn't say it's a soft schedule initially, but there's very winnable games for Nebraska. But then you hit November, and it's like Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, back to back, and that's a real Iowa. grind. Yeah, you look at the schedule. So last year, Nebraska played eight opponents that won nine or more games. Uh, it was, I believe, in the metrics, the second most difficult schedule in the nation, only to Indiana. And Indiana also had a bad year last year. So the schedule Nebraska played last year, that was a schedule pretty much built to get a coach fired. I mean, you, you, you know, the, the way they played in this this year flips. So there's no Michigan – I'm sorry, there's no Michigan State and there's no Ohio State. Nebraska played Ohio State six straight years. They, they're off the schedule now. And, and that, that's a big change because Rutgers and Indiana, the sixth and seventh place teams in the Eastern Division – are now on the schedule for Nebraska this year instead of Michigan State and Ohio State. Um, so just right there alone, um, you know, they get a break in the schedule. Um, you know, as far as the record, they, they've got to make a bowl game. I mean, it, it's been the longest stretch in the program's history not to go to a bowl game. You know, these last six, uh, five seasons, fourth Coach Frost, one of Mike Riley, to not go to a bowl game is unheard of. I mean, Nebraska had the nation's longest bowl streak, um, 30-some years where they went to a bowl game. Um, I mean, they went to a BCS or, you know, New Year's Six bowl game like 12, 13 years in a row. So to not be in a bowl game, I mean, they got to get to a bowl game, number one. But I I don't know if it's necessarily a metric that has to be hit this year, uh, whether it's six, seven, eight, nine wins. I think it's still about the feel. Like, does it feel like this is actually going in the right direction or not? Um, so that that's the challenge. And the new athletic director, Trev Alberts, played for Nebraska. Um, in fact, he used to be an ESPN commentator. Um, he was a studio host for college football many years ago. Um, you know, he was kind of like the back. Do you, do you guys know who Kirk Herbstreit is? College game. Yes, day. he's now with Amazon, isn't he? Yeah, yeah so yeah. he was, he was kind of like the, the backup Kirk Herbstreit at ESPN at one time. <laughs> but then he became an athletic director. He was an All-American football player at Nebraska. Um, so he understands the game very well. And so... And he's been, I think, not critical, but you know, he's he's been very present around Coach Frost. So there's pressure now because the AD knows what he's doing, and he has a standard that he wants the coach to follow. I think, and this sort of stems uh, when we're talking about the whole concept with not about college football. Uh, Sean, there are a lot of fans of American football here. Obviously, it's probably easier on a Sunday evening to watch the NFL. We do try to watch. I mean, I think Brian, you watch a wee bit of college football on a, on a Saturday night. Uh, it's. I think for a lot of people here today, you're going to have a lot of NFL fans. That, you know, primarily who will watch college football. But I guess the one thing that we all have in common in in Ireland, the UK, Europe, if you're coming over today, is this. You know, we enjoy watching the NFL, and we really get into the college football, especially around that bowl season and around the draft. And um, is there anybody today maybe that could play that you could see maybe be drafted highly? 
three next year or maybe in the first maybe three to four or five rounds that we should be looking out for today well there's one first round pick in this game for sure and that's on northwestern's roster their left tackle um peter skorsky or skoronsky excuse me um he's regarded as an all-american tackle and you know he'll be northwestern had a first round tackle i believe um in 2021 as well and he'll be a first rounder as well so that's the guy but the matchup with him against Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis those are the two edge rushers for Nebraska's defense O'Shawn is a transfer from TCU um, he was regarded as the top player in the transfer portal in the spring and he came to Nebraska over Texas and he grew up just outside Austin Texas so that was a, that's a, big, yeah, that's a, a big, yeah. big big victory for Nebraska to get O'Shawn Mathis um, but that match matchup will be something to watch um, very closely. I mean, Nebraska's got some good receivers, but to say that they're that high, it's it's really, really hard to say. But I, I would say that Northwestern's tackle is definitely a guy. You know, they had a defensive back at Northwestern last year named Brandon Joseph, and he was All-American level, and he transferred to Notre Dame. Um, the transfer portal has changed college athletics. I mean, Nebraska added 15 transfers this year, 15 on their roster. So if you're Pat Fitzgerald, you're trying to break down quarterback film, running back film, receiver film, defensive film, new film on Mark Whipple because of all this stuff. So, you know, the opening play script that Nebraska comes out with, I'm going to be fascinated by it because I think – You've got to get Northwestern off balance. You yeah. know, North, Pat Fitzgerald's on the same defense for like 20 years. So you kind of know what they do. Um, but, you know, they, they don't know what Nebraska's going to do. So Nebraska's got to take advantage of that today. And um, we know uh, you've talked about all you do with, with the Huskers, but we know you're also a big NFL fan. Uh, rivals of myself and Michael with the, the Kansas City Chiefs and <laughs> talking there about offensive play scripts. I mean, is there, you got, you're, we're talking about Big Red here, Big Red Andy Reid. Is there a, a better man in terms of devising offensive schemes in the entirety of the NFL? What are you expecting out of the Kansas team, given you know the transformation we've seen, obviously moving away from Tyreek Hill? We've seen a little bit maybe in preseason, they never give too much away, but it looks like they might be changing things up there in Kansas City a little bit. Yeah, losing Tyreek Hill was big. Um, you know, I've covered Tyreek Hill since he was in junior college. Um, you know, Nebraska tried to recruit him, um, and he went to Oklahoma State back then after his junior college run. But can they replace that big play stuff? Because when you get 60, 70 yard plays in NFL games, that's unheard of. And Tyreek Hill was good for one or two of those every game. And can Andy Reid? find that again you know we're going to find out I mean I think having Kelsey as a tight end he could end up being the best tight end ever to play the game and, and Mahomes could be the best quarterback to ever play the game when it's all said and done um, but yeah well, there's so many questions still uh, but I, I would be shocked I mean I really think the Chiefs are going to be right there again even without Tyree Kill I mean I, I know um, I grew up a Chiefs fan my whole life so I'm we're, so where I live in Nebraska, we're three hours from Kansas City. And, you know, we'd go to like one Chiefs game a year, and it was so much fun to go down and just drive down to the games. And um, it's a great fan base down there. Love, love the Chiefs. And getting Andy Reid was just a home run. Um, you know, after the Eagles just said, we don't want you anymore, and, and changed change the NFL. Ne never had a losing season while he's been Chiefs head coach, as we can testify to. Who's your team? The Broncos. The Broncos, okay. And Brian's, a, Brian's a Giants fan, and we're both Broncos fans. For hey, you got team. Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting in the AFC West this year. Nebraska's first Big Ten game um, was at Wisconsin in 2011. And we were Nebraska was picked to win the Big Ten. They had to play in Wisconsin. It was just electric. And Russell Wilson uh, started that game and just 
I mean, it was an incredible show. Wisconsin was loaded. Like that team could have won the national championship, but they 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 kind of stumped, stubbed their toe a few times. But man, Russell Wilson was as good of a one-year Big Ten player as you're ever going to see. Sean, despite that, <clears throat> excuse me, all the success over the past number of years for the Chiefs, is there a sense of frustration for fans because? I think of the Saints in a way, like they had that miracle play against Minnesota, they lost, they lost on the bad uh, ref call in the championship game, and this, the Chiefs lose to the, the Patriots in the championship game, then they win the Super Bowl, then they go to a Super Bowl and, and they get ravaged by injury with the offensive line, lose to the Bucks, blow an 18 point lead last year in the championship. There's so many missed opportunities for a team that, with the quarterback in which they have and the players around that they potentially should be winning a number of Super Bowls. Is there a sense, whilst there's excitement, is it frustrating at times? Yeah, I think you're just we're spoiled as a Chiefs yeah, fan, and yeah. that game against Cincinnati. I mean, they got they got cute, they got sloppy, and Joe Burrow made them pay on a couple plays. Uh, but the the way they mismanaged the second quarter cost them that entire yeah. game. I mean, they win the game going away. If they if they kicked the field, field goal, field, field, yeah, yeah. it was just kind of like whoa. But you know, it, it's interesting. Joe Burrow. I don't know if you guys know this, but Joe Burrow's dad and his brothers played football at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So and Joe Burrow wanted to be a Husker twice. At <laughs> 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 a high school, they they didn't take him. Then Ohio State took him. Urban Meyer just kind of let Joe Burrow go, you know, like, like we're going to go with, um, with Dwayne Haskins and, and Joe Burrow is going to be the backup. So then he went in the portal and um, went to LSU. Nebraska's special teams coordinator, Bill Bush, recruited Joe Burrow to LSU. The wide receivers coach, Mickey Joseph, was the wide receivers coach for all those great LSU receivers in the NFL. He was their coach. So I know you guys are NFL guys. That that's a little nugget of, uh, and so the former LSU receivers coach who has all those great players. He he is Nebraska's coach today at receiver. He played quarterback for Nebraska. Mickey Joseph's his name, but um, yeah, Joe Burrow. It's a sore subject because you know, the Bengals coach. I don't know if you guys know this. Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. He was a Nebraska quarterback. He yep. played here too. He was our last big conference player of the year on offense. Uh, we've had Indomitian Sue won it on defense. Um, Randy Gregory's a Husker. Dominican Sue, uh, Levante David. I mean, those are some of our better ones. But yeah, Zach Taylor. There's a lot of pride about Zach Taylor. And the joke is like, well, at least one Husker gets to coach Joe Burrow. <laughs> and they're, they're doing pretty well together in Cincinnati. Yeah, he had a lot to say. I think uh, Colin mm-hmm. O'Brien both at the media day at the Super Bowl. I was on flight to LA and Zach Taylor was very he was very excited for this game as well today. I know a lot of people, not just in Ireland, but across Europe are excited to watch the Huskers today. I want to thank you for coming on the show this morning, taking time out of your morning on, on a game day that you've waited months for. Uh, wish you the very, very best of luck today. And please, God, as we say here, uh, maybe we'll see you in a few years again here. Who knows for, with, with Nebraska again. One thing for sure is they've travelled very well. That pop rally was crazy attendance yesterday and it's going to be a good day i'm presuming you're picking nebraska to win yeah yeah i've got nebraska <laughs> by about 10 i think the spread started at 13 mm-hmm. and it's down to about 11 11 and a half but I, I have a hard time i mean last year's northwest nebraska game was kind of an anomaly like how I mean, it was the most points and the most yards pat fitzgerald's ever given up in a game in his whole career i don't know if they can do that again uh, because northwestern's going to try to slow this game down they have four returning offensive lineman with, with Peter Skaronsky and two good running backs. So they're going to try to limit possessions in this game, in my opinion, and keep the score down. Because if it gets high scoring, Northwestern has no chance in this game, in my opinion. So if the line drops to nine and a half by halfway this evening, we should, we should all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Of course.
more Sean and Day at Sean underscore Callahan on Twitter. Uh, massive thanks to Sean for coming on this morning. We have got uh, a guy from the ringer coming on next. We have got Roger Sherman coming on to talk about the Northwestern as well. We get both teams going on. Sean, thanks a minute. As we say here, see you at home. See you again soon. Hopefully, please God. And we'll be back in a few moments here on the Irish NFL show, College Football Special Season. <laughs>